Welcome, everybody, to TRB Live. That's right. This is the Resistance Broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we have a great show because we're going to talk about part four of Ahsoka called Fallen Jedi. Uh, should be called Fallen Merrick because let's be honest, one of the greatest <laughs> characters in the history of cinema, <laughs> which was only on TV, uh, August 22nd, 2023 to September 5th. 2023 we hardly knew ye r.i.p our friend merrick <laughs> so james and Lacey with me as always Hello. and yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk all about merrick and all of the destroyed theories big and small crazy and logical uh merrick was merrick and that's how we like it sometimes uh, but uh, a really really big time episode of ahsoka again fallen jedi written by dave filoni directed by peter ramsey stellar work uh again showing how good things can look and be in the volume um which you know we can't say about everything that they've done so they've maybe found the recipe and maybe that recipe they have they've definitely i don't know they've learned to shoot for it in this episode like all the ship parts especially showed like not the ship in the space I get that. That always works. But yeah. I'm talking about the ship on the ground, Ahsoka's ship in the forest worked well because they, they made it have more depth, which then. Oh, that's interesting. I have an interesting thought on that. But okay. um, before we get to anything, uh, first of all, how the two are you doing? Good to see you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I loved this episode, by the way. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think mostly everybody loved this episode. I think this is one of those. I loved it, too. It was great. Yeah. Um, it was great. And we'll get into our ratings in a bit. But before we do that, uh, thanks, to everybody who's uh, with us live or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Um, however, you're taking in this episode. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some of your time with us here at TRB. It means a great deal to us. We're not lost on that. Uh, we just ask you, if you don't mind spreading the word about the resistance broadcast, if you're new to us, welcome. If you're old school, been around for a while. Keep telling your friends about what we do here. It helps us grow and it means a great deal. And of course, our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you do like what we do here, we have two episodes every week, but we also have a lot of exclusive bonus content on our Patreon, extra podcast episodes, mini episodes. We do some streams, commentaries. We have a Discord server, a lot of really cool stuff. So if you're down to support us, tier start at five bucks. Just head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And it helps us out a great deal. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, before we get into talking about the show, and I know we have some super chats we're going to get to. So thank you in advance for those already. So awesome. Um, we do have to talk about the fact that we want the studios to get it together, figure out a plan that is suitable enough for everybody to get back to work because we don't want to be sitting here waiting for new Star Wars to come out because Ahsoka's halfway done already. We have four more episodes of Ahsoka. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that till you just said that. Yeah, and then we have, it sounds like Skeleton Crew's getting bumped and not sure about mm-hmm. Acolyte. So we want more Star Wars. We love Star Wars. And the only way for that to happen is a deal to be made. So get it together, Bob, and all your friends. And let's make <laughs> a deal and get everyone back into the writing room, the actors and all that stuff so that we can enjoy the things we love to escape our real lives. So with that said, uh, Lacey, we're going to get into rating this thing on the rosarios but first let's 
get to some of those super chats I saw coming in. We do have a bunch of super chats. So first of all, thank you guys. It means so much to us. Anytime one of these pops up, it's like unreal. So first we have our buddy David Probus, aka Proby One Kenobi, <laughs> as we like to call him. Uh, <laughs> also General Greybeard, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spice Hunter Greybeard. He's part of. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, he's part of the Beard Squadron. In our he community. is. Yeah. He said, preemptive super chat, third watch today, and one of my favorite things about the episode are the lightsaber battles. I felt like I was watching a samurai movie. You felt the blows. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Thank Incredible. you, David. Also, David, I know you had, uh, in our Discord sh- server, shared some good personal news with us today. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm happy for you and happy so for happy. Uh, your Happy family, for you to be so. here. Yeah, and happy for you to be here with us too, buddy. So our hearts are with you all the way. Thanks, buddy. Uh, next is Kyle, Kyle Beckworth, who switched up his photo. He's now with someone else. Is that Katie Sackoff? It looks like it. it looks like it's Katie really, Sackoff. It's, re- it's like this big on my screen, Kyle. Mm-hmm. He said, 10 Rosario's best lightsaber battle in the Disney era with Balin versus Soka. It was also great to see Brendan Wayne as an X-Wing pilot. It was awesome. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, they killed oh. him. <laughs> they really did. Brandon Wayne's like, finally showing my face. (laughs) I got to tell you, there was a panic inside when I was like, if they killed Carson right now, I'm about to riot. (laughs) I'm about to lose. Two X-Wings at the end. And I mean, he's obviously one of them, but I don't know who else survived. Yeah, because one of the girls died, the alien died, and then Brendan Wayne died. Yeah, I even went went back and tried to rewatch it. And I was like, it's kind of hard to tell who is actually dying here. But Yeah. yeah. And surviving. Yeah. 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 Seriously though, I was like, Dave Filoni, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> you I mean, they killed they killed they kill a I mean Biggs, they killed uh Snap Wexley. They don't mind killing these popular X Wing fighters. They killed what's his name? Wayne or whatever <laughs> from Obi Wan. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> I forget what his name was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Danny. everybody else. <laughs> Danny's up. What up, Danny? How's it going? She said, and we're back to the world between worlds, baby. And she goes like this and then also included the blue butterfly, which I know is like the Ben Solo little emoji that everybody Mm -hmm. uses. So I think I was talking offline with John. I think there's a lot of hope that Ben Solo is going to reappear. We will see. People like pain. Next is Joseph. What up, Joseph? How's it going? Thanks for the super chat. He said, been too long since I could join. Absolutely love Ahsoka and love y'all. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you yeah, so much. Thanks. We love you Thank too. You, Danny. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Next up is this guy I don't know named Christian Morales. I don't I don't know who this is. Is that Chris? <laughs> it must be Chris. Christian, make all your names the same on every platform. Stop all doing this. Casual listeners are like, what is she talking about? Uh what up, Christian? He said, because it has to be done, General Kenobi to James's shirt. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Thanks for the super chat. Thanks, buddy. Next is Tauroa. Love that name. Can't say it right, so I, I apologize. Uh, thanks for the super chat. said, did anyone expect Shin to say to Sabine, didn't I kill you already? <laughs> <laughs> I know if I was Shin, I would have said that. I would have been like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. guess it's Tauroa. Oh, that sounds much better. That sounds much better. I'm sorry. Yeah. I slaughtered it. Yeah. My bad. I could be wrong too, but I've been saying man do all night. Um, <laughs> yeah. So to be fair, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, yes. I think she should have said, didn't I kill you already? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, next is Mickey Bell. What up, Mickey? Looking sharp in his picture per usual. He said, hey, guys, you always compliment my photo. <laughs> 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 so you all are looking gorgeous tonight. What an episode. I was the Leo DiCaprio sit-up meme by the end. Weren't we all? Yeah. Uh, thank you for the compliment. But you, you do look great in your photo. That's why I always say it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone. Uh, it means so much to us and we're so excited to get into this. So let's do it. Yeah. Thank you everybody so much for all of those. Um, so yeah, we're going to rate this episode now and then dive into it. Uh, each of us are going to go around and give our score from zero to 10 Rosarios. Haves are allowed. And then we'll average our scores, let you know what TRB gave this episode, and then we'll check in with our patrons who also scored this episode and see what they rated it at and see where we're at uh, comparably. And then we'll get to some comments from our patrons. But to start things off, we're going to go with Lacey for her Hmm. score on part four. I literally was about to respond with, what did I do? (laughs) Um, I gave this episode a nine. And before everybody hates me because it's not a 10, uh, I gave it a nine because I thought it was just as awesome as every other episode. So I'm trying to gauge my excitement and hype. And I feel like every episode has had a moment where I'm like, this is insane that this is happening in Star Wars. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And to be consistent, it's a nine for me. And honestly, I don't know what a 10 looks like. And most people would be like, wouldn't this be a 10? I don't know, but for me right now, I think it's out of nervousness. I'm making it a nine just so yeah. that I have somewhere to go from here. But it is higher than most of the Mando episodes that I've rated and or other episodes. So, yeah. Our stuff's kind of tricky yeah. because we you have to jump to a 0.5 higher. You know, we're like, is it is it that much better than the last one <laughs> or that much worse to like actually being booed. Get down the rank? I'm being <laughs> booed. Yeah. I'm being booed. Um, I gave this episode a nine because I thought it was great. Uh, nine out of 10. Um, I loved almost everything about this episode. There were a few things that made me scratch my head, uh, from a visual standpoint, but overall, uh, as close to perfect as you can. Absolutely great episode. Uh, mostly from a visual perspective, story perspective, dialogue and uh the lightsaber scenes were knockout and these episodes are written so well that there are so many moments that you're like oh feloni oof like so well put or like the perfect like line that then ends and cuts to the next oh my god so Mm -hmm. well it's almost too good for filler to me (laughs) what (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking i said this one kind of felt like filler to me uh ray stevenson (laughs) also i think would take any star wars episode that was say a seven and bump it up uh, on his mm-hmm. own but mm-hmm. he's just so good um but uh james what do you got i also went with a nine um Ooh. i think the 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 middle and end of this was very good which would have given it a 9.5 but i did kind of feel like the beginning was a little slow the biggest action thing at the beginning is just sort of like hu yang fighting um the robots back and forth which they released as a clip which i thought was kind of interesting like the day of the kind of strange move but um but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if other ones were like a uh, like a nine, this was like a nine, like it, it dipped at the beginning and then went up at the end. So it kind of balanced out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for us, I mean, you don't have to do too much math there. TRB is given this one nine Rosarios. 
There she is on the screen. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, so you basically have a scale and you see nine of the same image of Rosario Dawson. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, nine from us and our patrons score this one a 9.2. So just a little more Rosario for you from our patrons. Both anything above a nine is entering elite level Star Wars. So uh, Ahsoka has been in great shape. Because I know for the first two, I think I did eight, five, and then I did a nine followed by another nine. So mm -hmm. we are sizzling. And it seems like everyone is enjoying these episodes as we from, march towards the uh, rest of the season. From day one, it was the number one show on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm interested to go back now and see how it's increased because it surely has increased. It hasn't gone down, I imagine. Um, Unlike uh, Rotten Tomatoes reputation, but yes, it's not <laughs> like it has gone down. Yeah, I heard they got hacked like recently. I don't know what that means. No, they were people were paying to have certain reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, totally faking what actual reviews are. Why, why people hmm. need to like go find stuff to do? Like really? Well, that's a big deal. They're supposed to be honest opinions, and they were paying people to say the positive things about their movies. Oh, oh, they're being paid for reviews. Ah, oh, God. That came I, out. I, I, I mean, I know people that do are critics or reviewers and stuff, but I'm just like, I, I feel like this day and age with the access of information, people don't need to rely on what critics say about stuff anymore. You just know. you figure Well, it, it was out, interesting. So. People, the people that paid for it slash the studios argued like there aren't notable critics anymore like there used to be. Like people would go to one person for their opinion. Sure. So they just pay these like low, smaller critics to give them well, good I could be wrong but I thought film critics used to have had some sort of uh, degree or, or accreditation or certification to to be considered an actual film critic mm -hmm. but now it's sort of like associations and stuff yeah right but yeah. now it seems like it's just like a blogger writes for a trade and they're people like oh I have no idea full quote for this movie yeah, but anyway no um Let's get to some uh, couple comments from our patrons about this episode. So we have Darth Snips, who said, 10 for me, Snips and Sky Guy. It's all I needed. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> and then Alex Zukas, uh, back in the base. Good to see you, buddy. He said, solid nine. Hu Yang is a beast. <laughs> and I can't disagree with that. Hu Yang's pretty cool. Um, Did he use a screwdriver in this episode? I didn't really look. I don't know what he used, but he definitely threw some elbows. That's for sure. No, I'm saying because Doctor Who, he uses a screwdriver. Oh, my God. So David Tennant using a screwdriver and he was Doctor fixing Who. stuff. He may have used a screwdriver. Where's that one shot? I don't know. Right here. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta, so yeah. good, though. His voice is perfect. Perfect. And we knew that before, obviously, because he's returning. But yeah, yeah he, he's good. Um, all right. So before we get into our big overall discussion about this episode of course spoiler discussion and talking about our favorite moments uh let's get to those two super chats john's counting love it uh do you want to remove that patron score oh yep <laughs> although you guys gave it a very good score so we could leave it up the whole episode because it wasn't also it's just rosario dawson on screen all the yeah time. she looks good all the time uh sometimes you see people like that and you're just like i wish i could just you know wake up and look like that all the time uh, Dave Hornack. Hello. Hello, friend. How you doing, man? Hi, Dave. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He said, haven't had this much fun live with you since the second season of Mando. Love the energy that this show is bringing back to the Star Wars universe. I agree. I True. tweeted out stupid reactions last night and people went nuts 
agreeing with me. And for once I felt like I was like, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun talking about this show because everybody's in agreement that this is awesome. And there's just something fun about it when everybody's having a good time. Like you feed off that energy. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael Moore's up, who's been booing us in the chat uh, this whole time. <laughs> thank you for the super chat. He said, if I pay for a super chat, will you change your ratings? Only on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. JK, love you guys. We love you too, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Uh, you could still boo me, but I'm right. You can keep booing me. <laughs> it's totally fine. The more you boo me, the stronger <laughs> I become. Oh, gosh. We have one more super chat. Darth Snips. Thank you so much, Darth Snips. Uh, said, you. I second that super chat for a change from a 9 to a 10. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you guys are vicious tonight, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> and we also have Harry. Thank you so much, Harry. I'm pretty sure this is your first super chat who said 10 Rosarios for sure. Harry also, balls on you. He's got, <laughs> yeah, not, yep, <laughs> not reading that, but he has an awesome icon. Thanks, Harry. Of like the 90s, like wrap around goggles. He's like, I got a bike helmet on. I feel I like Mo and the you, Simpsons but... when Bart calls the bar looking for his friend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> let's get into this now. Uh, our favorite moment or shot from the episode um, and then briefly explaining why you picked that. Uh, James, we rolled the chance dice and it landed on you. So you're going first. Oh, there's a chance dice? No. <laughs> I, I rotate us as much as evenly as I can. Um, I usually don't think about when I'm watching the show like, oh, that's that's going to be my pick for best shot. But I did this week and it was early and then I kind of forgot about it. So maybe I had a better shot later. But I did actually think in the moment, oh, I should use that as my best shot, my favorite shot. And it's so simple. It was um, Hu Yang or, or, you know, a group of people. I can't remember who it was exactly, but they were just right outside of the ship and the camera just like pans over and there's like a hand standing there and the hand like they it's like one of the robots or whatever and it just kind of walks away and they do a wipe with it and there it's it's hard to explain but i feel like one of the best things i've loved about this show is the cinematography uh meets like when to change the scene like I've mm -hmm. noticed the wipes have been very Star Warsy, and that's a weird yeah. thing to say because it's just a transition. But there is something about how the scene is leaving us like we're like, oh, and then it moves on to the next scene. And that was just another example of it. It left us feeling like, oh, somebody's watching and now we know where that's going to go. And it like, you know, takes us to the next scene. So I just thought, man, it's just so perfectly done. These these uh, these scene transitions. Yeah, yeah it was uh, your typical kind of Western shot where you have the hip in the hand. They do that mm -hmm. with Han Solo. They do it with a. But yeah, it was a very kind of interesting transition to show you like what's coming. Although we'll get into it. But overall, I felt like Dave Filoni was like, hey, guys, this is going to happen. I'm going to tell you like four times what's about to happen. <laughs> And we'll get to that mm. in a little bit. Yeah, I was a little nervous for Hu Yang for a bit there. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All good. I, I was having like PTSD of K two SO. Like anytime <laughs> one of our, anytime one of our our friends that are droids are by their by themselves, it usually doesn't end very well. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, all right, uh, I'm up. 
my favorite it's shot or moment you guys typically pick actual like camera shots i usually do moments and mine is no surprise it's probably going to be this every week even if it's not balen skull uh <laughs> pulling the classic palpatine slash vader manipulation maneuvers on sabine and almost verbatim mm-hmm. some of the dialogue mm-hmm. um but the shots of him is, as well you know filmed at certain angles to show him as more intimidating and powerful uh, usually shot from an upward angle and just everything about how he's captured just feels like it's pulled right out of some medieval story. And he just seems so classic and how he delivers these lines, even the simplest of lines like experience or anything he says is just like, that's amazing. <laughs> so he's might be one of the best actors to have run through star Wars. It makes and you know- so depressed when you watch him too. Cause you're like, I just want more of this. I know. And I keep thinking about that. And it's exactly how I felt when I watched like the dark Knight or the last Jedi. And it's just like, Oh, it's, it's so brutal. And I hope his character has a fitting end. I mean, we'll see, but for now I'm on the ride and uh, he, he can definitely rest in peace knowing that he is entertaining the hell out of all of us. Week in week out short small lines big lines big big parts big scenes whatever he's doing it all and he's doing a great job so that moment for me we'll get into it more during our discussion because i i saw just a ton of parallels um especially something i realized about sabine on this episode but that that's it for me balen skull trying to manipulate sabine and eventually doing so um but uh lacy how about you favorite shot favorite moment favorite quote so if you've been paying attention at home, my first choices were rack focuses. My second choices were dollies. This is a dolly rack focus shot, which was so beautifully done in this episode. Um, so it's when Shin and Sabine are fighting and the camera is dollied to the left while they fight to the right and they rack focus from them fighting in the background to Sabine's helmet in the foreground, while at the same time, they blocked the characters to be fighting to the right. So they're pushing to the left, they're fighting to the right, they rack focus to the helmet, and you still see them fighting out of focus in the background. It is an absolutely mesmerizing shot, and I know it took several takes to get, and it is perfection. So Peter Ramsey, I know you worked with a DP on that, but that blocking is definitely him as well. Uh, it was stunning. <laughs> I watched it like six times. I called Madden to be like, look at this shot. It was, it. this show has had some of the best camera work of any of the Star Wars shows mm-hmm. so far. I feel it like there's an underappreciated awesome. like cinematographer in this. And I don't know if it's like oh Dave saying it's got to be like this or something, but something some magic is happening in this show when it comes to the camera work it's if people are asking where the shot is it's right after so it's when ahsoka and balin are fighting and then it cuts back to sabine when she's about to fall to the ground they open up like james was saying with the transition shot of the camera panning on a dolly to the rack focus and then they cut to them fighting so that's where it is if you're looking for it yeah they use that uh that reminded me of the forest duel in TFA mm-hmm. when is it Finn waking up or Ray waking up? It's Ray waking up when Finn and Kylo are fighting and they're out of focus. Finn's getting his shoulder hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Burning into his shoulder. Yeah. 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 That's that's good stuff. 
Um, all right, let us get into this whole thing because there's a lot to talk about. Um, Hold the lettuce. Yeah, the the first the, just just for the sake of levity, uh, <laughs> Merrick was just Merrick, and he is gone. And what do you guys think of uh, his demise? I know I I was waiting for you, John, to say he died like a fart in the wind because you've said that before <laughs> of like other things on our show. And I was wait I was like, literally, this is your Have moment. I said that? fart in the wind. Well, like you've said it about like other things, not about characters. But I was like, this is a prime example of like you can actually use this phrase to like express so, what happened. Yeah. I'll say yeah. I'll say one thing is like I never really expected him to be anybody. I've stood the ground of like if he is somebody, Starkiller would be cool. But like all the other theories don't make any sense to me. And I just mathematically I've always said it, he's, he's likely going to be who he is. What I do think is interesting about his um, death, though, is a they did the Obi-Wan mall thing again, and they sort of killed him in like a single slash um, which was really neat. Um, and I think it was probably more uh, earned and not earned. I don't want to say, but the way that they did it here is if you were a fan that was unsatisfied by that, you still had the Shin um, Sabine fight going on. So you could just sort of be like, man, these fights are great instead of being like, there was a lot of buildup to that. And it was like, it ended abruptly. So I think they did it better this time. Uh, well, not yeah. better, but you know what I mean? I think they, they planned that probably a little bit. Um, but the other thing that I think is interesting about Merrick is um, is that death kind of shows you that there was sort of a little bit more to him because yeah. it, he is he not does that I think the consensus is that's a night sister possession. Yeah, because uh, the same magic that comes out of him is what Ahsoka when she pulls the map off of the pedestal is the same green magic that's on her thing that burns her hand. So like it he does still have like a sort of surprise of like oh it's not just that character it's like that character also now has maybe a different alternative version of him where he wasn't being controlled by this magic power you know i don't know it's just kind of interesting or maybe he died and the only reason he's still alive is because she's keeping him alive or something i, I don't know it's tricky either but way it, but it was cool i mean it looked neat and it was surprising yeah. yeah visually it was cool it yeah. explains why he never spoke or anything he was just a zombie he did speak <laughs> he did speak well i yeah. mean like he didn't really speak he gave right. like one or two lines i'm saying he's not having full conversations with Shin and Balin or whatever. he reminded me of for people who watch game of thrones uh the mountain part two where mm. he was just like totally zombified he mm. reminded me a lot of that um, i know I know that in Rebels, when characters are, they, I think that's the only time we've ever seen a Night Sister possession. Maybe not. Maybe in like the games or something. But they have glowing green eyes. So I was like, well, that's another reason for the the mask too. Is that would have like given that little tidbit away? Yeah. I one thing I noticed, and I wanted to look into this because I never like when it comes to lightsaber fights and stuff. I was never one to um, subscribe to like the idea of styles of lightsaber fighting and stuff but i know that feloni pays attention to that stuff so i was like let me try to look into why this happened this way so i was looking into the merrick and ahsoka fight and i noticed she starts off with her like reverse handed grips that we know her to use with her two lightsabers and then she observes what he does 
And like you were saying, James, sort of like the Obi-Wan Maul thing that Sam Witwer explained yep. perfectly about the different You're switching stances. stances. Yeah. And if you haven't watched that video, check watch Sam Witwer explaining the Obi-Wan Maul fight which, uh, in Rebels. It's amazing. But then she switches to the Shi Chu, which is the for- form one of Jedi, which is holding it straight in front of you. And then she does the second motion of Shi Chu, which is above her head, like we've seen Anakin do. Right. So the, the first one is conservative. And then you see a smile on her face like, I've got him figured out. She smirks. Mm-hmm. And then she goes above her head, which is called the intimidation uh, stance, as though her saying like, he, this guy's done. It's like the Matrix, like the... Yeah. So yeah. she goes from those three motions. But then when she goes to fight Balin, she gets so emotionally involved when she mm-hmm. realizes Shin shows up and she thinks Sabine's dead that she gets way thrown off her game completely and that she loses that battle because of that. So... Filoni shows us uh, with Ahsoka channeling this original form of Jedi usage before, after doing her more nuanced version. And I guess the Shi Chu version, you have to be more in tuned with the Force to use that because it's less skill oriented and more just you trusting the Force. And then he she gives he gives us that, which I said like last week, Merrick's going to be used as sort of this storytelling tool to what Ahsoka can do. And then mm-hmm. what's going to happen to her. And then she shows up to fight Balin and she gets all just disarrayed and, and messed up. The moment so she showed up and he mentioned Anakin, it was. And then she grabs was the like, map and then she's sitting there. I'm like, Sabine. calm down, calm down. Yeah, calm like down. no part of that duel was she yeah. actually in the duel. Her mind was elsewhere. It as was on the map. It, up, it was on yeah. Sabine. It was on everything else around her, which is ironic because she told hmm. Sabine, like, you know, watch out for your attachments, do the right thing. It's the first time we see her snap in these past few episodes because she's been so everybody and you guys have critiqued this a little bit is that she's been so kind of like reserved, hands crossed, Mm -hmm. not much coming from her. So the fact that this is the moment that she then kind of snaps and you see her kind of get a little reckless, obviously. Besides, of course, when she snapped and made that Inquisitor turn to dust. Yeah, sure, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she said, you know, when she tells Sabine earlier in the episode, sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings, which echoes Obi-Wan telling Anakin not to do that. In and that was Obi- the first time right. Filoni's telling you Sabine's going to do the wrong thing. Yeah. He's well, Ahsoka do the wrong too, though. Thing, guys. Because alert, alert, alert. Yeah. She's going to do the wrong thing. So, so, then when you have uh, Hu Yang go, you guys got to stick together. Filoni's going alert, alert. They're not going to stick together. But Ahsoka, like a Sabine uh, tells Ahsoka, do you really believe that? And she goes uh, something like, I, I have to, not that not I do. She's like, I have to. In other words, she doesn't, but she's making herself believe that. And then she, at the end, she shows up and she is letting her personal feelings get in the way because she's worried about everything else besides fighting Balin in that moment. And she loses. So, I agree yeah. with you. She doesn't say I have to, but the way she answers is definitely not agreeing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a blanket like it'll be fine or something like that. And you're like, will it? Will yeah, it be she fine? Doesn't, will she you doesn't be say okay? like, I do believe that. She says like something like it's what I have to do or what we have to do or something like that. You know? Did um did you guys get a feeling that people didn't like that Sabine did that? That she gave I over the map? You Sabine and I are Sabine and I are in a fight right now. That's I'm, tough because because uh, I feel. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to say I think Ezra would have been disappointed because he did what he had to do. Hundred um, percent. I don't know. Made the tough I, choice. I, 
it rubbed me the wrong way because it's it's like with any movie, like no, don't do it, and they do it, and you're like, oh, like well, yeah, she's seemed- she's the Star Lord, and you know. Endgame, where you're like, don't do that stupid thing you're gonna do, and then she's Anakin. Right like, she's right. Anakin. Yeah, but there, there is one, one thing that I was like, I'm surprised people aren't reacting to this, and maybe this is my opinion. You, it won't change your mind, but I've thought that, especially in recent years, it feels like, um, heroes have been people who will weigh one life against the millions or whatever. She made a selfish um, choice, a hundred percent selfish. That, but well, I mean, I, I guess I get it, but like. When we're talking about, um, so like, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the, but, uh, Alec Baldwin's talking to Ethan and he says, you know, you're the guy who will weigh one life against like everybody else. And that's why you're the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you, like you would, like, I think Batman would do that story. or something. You know what I mean? No, he would, I don't think so. Batman would let like Robin die so that the rest of the city could be saved. Yes. hundred percent. I don't know. I feel like that's a recent thing in history where like you have a hero who's somehow able to like save both. Um, I think you're comparing apples to oranges here. What Sabine did was completely selfish. She said, I have the chance right now to destroy this. And the moment that Ahsoka said, destroy it. And she hesitated. That was her saying, no, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to do what I want to do. She thought, yeah, she thought with emotion and not, yeah, it was selfish. It was selfish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's what Ahsoka did I'm not too, saying though. it was right or wrong, because at the end of the day, she has her own set of values that she thinks what she did is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And when she was in that situation after Ahsoka was gone, it was either, you know, give him the map and take his word for it or die. Um, so she probably was like, well, I'm going to die, so I might as well give it to him and then see where this goes. But the choice of her not destroying the map when Ahsoka said to, after she told her not even five minutes prior that she would do it, is a selfish choice. I it's think a choice for her own benefit, which is to get I, I Ezra. I think she's just putting Ezra's life that high up. Which she has right. been since mm-hmm. episode one, when the only reason she's on this journey to begin with is to find Ezra again. Yeah. 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 Right. And that it's, it, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I really feel like Filoni's mirroring uh anakin here with sabine yes and when when i saw ahsoka and balin had her up against the wall and she's yelling at sabine and and sabine reminded me it reminded me of mace windu palpatine and anakin and he's like we can't let him live we can't let him live and then she's like destroy it destroy it i feel like and and then balin's talking to sabine just like palpatine talked to anakin he didn't say like maybe we can figure this out he's like you will see your friend again if you join me. You know, it's just like that temptation. And she took the bait just like Anakin did with Palpatine. He's like, but then once once Anakin took the bait, he's like, oh, did I say we will? I said, maybe we'll find the secret together. And now like Balin's like destroys the map. And he's like, no one's coming with us. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Like he, he sucked her in and she bought the bait. Sabine is Anakin right now, and maybe that's why Ahsoka is so hesitant to want to train her because she sees the tendencies that Anakin had when he was her master. It's just like, to I be fair, so- would any of us say no to Balin? Probably not. I'd be like, dude, so convincing. Can we be best friends? Like, let's burn this whole thing down and start Chest a new bump. civilization. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's burn oh, it down dude. and start over. Shin was not <laughs> happy about it. I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, well, Shin was like, "Who is this?" 
What? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. But the, the Balin lines, he, he literally says, it's the only way, which is a Darth Vader line to Luke. And he says, mm-hmm. do it, which is a Palpatine line we all know. Right. It's just like all right there. And Filoni loves callbacks on dialogue. Um, he but does. The, the, but I just the, wanted to say that little bit of piece for me, because I, I thought it, it was a big backlash <sighs> against like Sabine being like really dumb. And I was like, she I is, like being is a com- dumb. Well, I don't. Okay. I wouldn't say she's being dumb. I, be, I, I feel like answer, this is a pretty common trope among heroes. In in it is a movies. common trope, but I mm-hmm. feel like oftentimes they don't do the wrong thing. So, like you gave up, you gave Batman as an example. He chose Harvey over Rachel, the love of his life, because Harvey was better for the city. So that's putting other people before him, before his own selfish needs. Wait a dark. minute! No, he chose Rachel. No, he didn't. Yeah, yes, he, he chose did. Rachel, and he wound up. He chose up at Rachel. Harvey's he went place. to Rachel to save her, wrong, and yeah, they yeah. flipped. They, uh, that was the Joker's trick: is that they were in the different locations. Yeah, because he, uh, told, but, yeah, but he told. Yeah, regardless, I think it's one of those things where it's like, give me the the bomb, or your friend dies, and the hero's like standing there, and they give him the bomb, and then they're like, no, you're an idiot. Now what are we going to do? And then they're like, we'll figure out a way. And then I go, guess I still think Sabine acted selfishly. But, but that's. No, I mean, I mean I'm not saying it's not a selfish act. I'm just saying I was surprised that everybody was so negative on her when I was like, that seems like well, something that a hero things. would do is they would yeah. write one life it over can be, millions. It can be a selfish act that you're doing from a good place in your heart. You know, like, yeah. She wasn't Look, like. She had to do it regardless because it pushed the story forward. So whether, whether and, I personally like it well, or not is right. the only reason sure. that the story is going to move forward is if Sabine gives oh, it up. Oh, I thought you were going to say she had to do it regardless because I think Balin would have like messed her up. Oh, no, did. I'm saying like as a writing tool, she had to give it up oh, to course. move the, yeah. progress the but story. In, in story, she uh, had no yeah. she had no choice. He was giving yeah. her the opportunity <laughs> to live. If she didn't do it, she probably would have died like that captain the, did at the very first episode. The best part about that scene is she has control of the situation because there's nothing Balin could do. She could have walked out of there. The difference, the, the thing that made it an amazing scene was Balin being able to use the force to read her mind to say, she's not going to pull the trigger. She and can't. he did. He did. Re- yeah, he did. I know. He like yeah. used that against her. Because they used a that, sound yeah. too. Like when he was mm-hmm. looking at her, they used like some force kind of sound. Oh, is what it the like the ocean? Re- when Ray like. Yeah. 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 Tom that does was- bring up a thing in the chat, which he said, go Spidey and choose both. This is one of my favorite scenes in a superhero movie where he's like, now choose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which which lightsaber fight did you guys like best? Was it Bale and Ahsoka? Bale and Ahsoka. Oh. That one was so crazy. That They're one was all so, so awesome. good. All They're all different them. in their own way. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed um, them all too. He's so aggressive. Very and aggressive. Was, and he's huge. Very Vader. Yeah. It's <laughs> gigantic. Hu- huge swings and chops. Oh my and, God. Yeah. It was so fun to watch because she was doing like her Ahsoka acrobatics, which obviously it's a stunt person too, but Rosario Dawson is holding her own as well. Like she is mm-hmm. killing it. Um, yeah. But to see them up against each other with such two different fighters, different body types, different personalities. And someone said it in the chat before I brought it up on screen. I forget who it was, but. You know, Balin was treating her like she was the villain, like the way he was talking to her, the way he was interacting with her was that he was in the right, which is such a beautiful thing when a villain does that. Like when the villain thinks that they're righteous and what they're doing, which is ultimately terrible, 
that makes a good villain to me. Like when they a hundred percent believe what they're doing is for the betterment of everyone, even though it isn't. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I also like when a villain though knows they're doing bad things and they still believe in it fully. I think that's the best kind of villain like Palpatine. Like he, he didn't think like I'm doing what's right. He's like, no, I'm horrible person. And I a hundred percent believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the villain you can't wait to get beaten. Um, I, to me, I'll go in between that. I think that Balin right now is understanding that he's he's doing one thing, even though he knows that bad things will happen because of it. Um, he's like he's in that sort of yin yang. Like, I know that if I make this decision, then those people will be upset. And if I do this decision, then those people will be upset. And it's not it's not. Mm-hmm. Or, or dead, you know, or whatever, because he's talking about war. But I, I he's so brilliantly written. Um, I don't remember the lines exactly, but when she walks up, she says, oh, and you think war is, a, is you're going to start another war? And he's like, I'm not going to start another war. But Thrawn surely will. Thrawn will. You know, yeah. yeah, I know. I know that my actions are my actions alone. I'm not the person that's going to do it. But I am aware that because of what I'm doing, it is going to cause other things to happen, you know, which goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago about his like power comments. I think he's in it for something else. He doesn't give a crap about Theron coming back. He's in it for himself and it to do something. We don't really know what that is. A lot of people were saying it's money. I don't think it's money. It's something else. No, we figured it out on the, the Patreon group chat afterwards. He, he was in it just for money until, he found out about how that was the the path to yeah. Peridia. And then all I, of a sudden he's like, hold on. If that's yeah. if that's real, then we have maybe another plan here. He mm-hmm. seems to be he his life didn't go the way he thought it was gonna go. He uh you know he survived. Order sixty six happens, he, he becomes despondent to being a Jedi. He seems to want to restart civilization and start things over. That's what he seems to be all about. Like you, like he said, like you, you need in order to create something, you everything needs to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's, he seems like that type of villain where he's like, I want things sort of like Anakin said, I want to make things the way I want them to be. And I, I have the power to do that. Like Anakin thought he could just rule the galaxy however he wanted to. And Padme's like, what? What are you saying? I think Balin's sort of like that. He's like, I want to make things the way I want them to be. And with this new power with Thrawn, yeah, I might start a war or whatever, but mm-hmm. I can I can make this new civilization my own or something. That's since, that's my theory on it, but I don't know. Since but. we keep coming back to Balin, love that alliteration. Um, he had one of the best lines of the show of this episode, which was when um, Morgan, what's her last name, blinking Elizabeth. Elizabeth, is talking about how like oh we need to do this, and sh- she's like oh do I sense some fear in what you're saying, and he goes experience i was like oh that is such a good line that is so good and it like holds on him for a second and you don't sense any fear from him no he's just coming from a place of knowledge of knowing what ahsoka is capable of and what he knows is coming oh it was so good it was so well written and i was sitting there going feloni snap snaps that's why, like, yeah, well that's why I'm leaning so much on this like sort of yin yang theory with him that like Filoni has sort of 
I think he could very well be developing the light and the dark and the 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 Buddhist angle that George Lucas sort of had too, where like Balin is very well aware of it. You if you do one thing, there's going to be a reaction. If you do the, something else, like it's it's this whole balance, and he's just sort of making choices through the whole thing. And <laughs> in some cases, yes, some of these choices seem dark, you know, or whatever. But he know or he believes that they could also through the dark bring light you know it's so yeah. it's just it's he's it's so good man and speaking only, of light character. in the galaxy mm -hmm. carson tave is in this episode yes yeah Paul Sonny our, and Lee's our buddy paul's i screamed out loud when i he showed up to the point that i got in trouble because i almost woke up my baby uh that he was in it as soon as she was like it's good to see you here carson i was like yeah because yeah. i'm just then, so like, excited she goes once a rebel always a rebel am i right and he gives one of those like oh geez <laughs> <laughs> which honestly i think he would do that in real life too like paul would also be like eh, he's like but, uh, after you phoenix leader my next question though is where's zeb i know yeah i yeah uh i know i, I think yeah. he's in a different squadron but yeah. it does it does wonder why i don't know he's, he's i don't know where he is he's 100 showing up in this show we know he's showing up in this show <laughs> yes oh he totally is yeah. Yeah. He probably but John is. was right. Uh, I think true. John, you said this last week. You said that Hera was going to show up to save the day, pretty sure. Oh, I I was I thought she was going to last episode and she didn't well, show she up. Well, she she kind of did save the day in the sense of she showed up. I don't know if she yeah. saved the day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, kind of. She did. Yeah, she did the best but she could. But you were right to say that she showed up. Yeah, and she I, let her son come along in the danger. She's just throwing him right in, right into the mix. It's probably I, better than leaving him. If there was a moment there, guys, at the end, which, first of all, why would you ever fly into something when it's about to make the jump? We learned this from Last Jedi. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> they all saw it. <laughs> I know this is before Last <laughs> Jedi, so they don't yeah. know this yet. But anyway, <laughs> uh, when they're flying towards it, and I literally was like, if Filoni kills Paul right now, I'm going to buy a plane ticket, <laughs> figure out where he lives, and strongly tell him I didn't like it. Cause that's, mm. I'm not going to do anything physical. That'd be weird. But <laughs> like, I'll be like, how dare you do this? Cause Carson is so lovely. And every time he shows up on screen, I'm like, yes, keep getting work. Keep being in star Wars. I yeah. think um, uh, there was a moment there. I was very nervous for best shots of the show. There's there. Uh, it's up there. Um, the ghost and the X wings flying with like home one and all the other like rebel fleet, I'm like, this is straight out of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. When when Home One first pops on screen and that more like upbeat uh, rebellion music. But when it's not during dangerous time, it's like, yeah, and you're like, I feel anytime we're at like a New Republic base, I feel like it's just very safe. Like we're not in any sort of Pearl Harbor situation. Mm -hmm. It's just like they change the music. They make it lighter. This guy's acting goofy like. Uh, what should I say? I don't know. Should I say something? What should I say? I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's where you, that's where Jason Sindula should be hanging out right now. Not <laughs> about to get sniped by hyperspeed six turbo engine light speed holdo yeah. maneuvers. That was a that was a bad decision. However, the ghost looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It looks look good. really good. Do we yeah. want to get to some Not super more. chats? Yes. Yeah, let's get the super chats, and then uh, we definitely have to talk. Uh, we haven't really talked enough about, I, in my opinion, the Sabine the lightsaber duel with Shin, and then the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course, the end. <laughs> or, we also didn't talk about that Rock'em Sock'em Robots battle very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who Yang just throw an elbow. Yeah. Like, literally, like... <laughs> Uh, Diamond Figs, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. He said, Peak yeah. Star Wars is here, in all caps. Digging this chat. Can't wait for next week. What a great time to be a Star Wars fan. I'm so jealous yeah, of the people I get to watch the episode in the movie theater because I really tried, but they were already gone and I don't live directly near something. So, thank uh, you, Diamond Figs. Yeah, Mike Lovins is up. What up, Mike? What up, Mike? Love the pick. Uh, thanks for the super I chat. I just said this. I did not have Rock'em Sock'em robots on my Ahsoka bingo. And I'm now more convinced than ever that Sabine will not use the force. Ooh. I like how they did it in this episode, though, where she was like, you have no power. And then she just shoots her. Yeah, it was That's such that, a Mando. That was really cool. That, that was, was such really a Mando. Cool. It shows that she had power despite it, it. Like in a weird way, it's sort of that like Ray nothing argument of like, yeah. just because she's nothing doesn't mean she's not nothing you know what i mean right mandalorians right. We'll go back to batman mandos are like batman and jedi are like superman i mean that's a good yeah that's a good comparison except they don't have a lot of money whereas bruce wayne has a lot of money he does have a lot of money <laughs> mandos, mandos have a lot of money like look at like satine and the, they have the palace and, oh, yeah. i guess i yeah. guess depends uh, what mando you're talking they about. don't have as much money Sabine. these days sabine's, <laughs> sabine's whole family is very uh well, dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so that's another say, Batman rich and powerful. Yeah. yeah. The Joker killed Sabine's family. Next is uh, David Probus. What up? Welcome back again. Hey, <laughs> Thank you, David. He said, to be fair to Sabine, Ahsoka was unbalanced because of her attachment to Sabine. Exactly. So both goofed in this. Yep. Yes. Exactly. But... Ahsoka wasn't responsible for Thrawn coming back and possibly murdering a ton of people. I almost just mm. swore a ton of people. Mm. But to David, we're live. She, we're live. She would have focused. Yeah, she would have focused up a little bit more. She might have been able to throw Balin off instead of worrying about Sabine. Yeah, I think is the point. There. It seems like she was she was off, right? But she mm -hmm. seemed like she was gonna be okay until sabine sh rolled up and then she was like well now what well also the sacrificing her hand which she clearly needed to match the strength of balin for right. the sake of taking the map off the thing because she messed her up peter like, ramsey did an amazing job doing the typical action movie stuff where he'd cut between like the sinking of the computers and then the fight and then the sinking mm -hmm. of the like oh a little bit more and then the yeah. cutback. it was so well done with uh the yeah. way the set was yeah. I hated now that people, droid. She goes, how much longer? And it goes, moments. I'm like, that doesn't help. <laughs> oh, moments? yeah. Lots like in Star Wars. I want a that, time, bud. <laughs> the Death Star will be in range in 30 minutes. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like, the Death Star like, will be in range. In how long is it going to take me to get to McDonald's from here? And it's like, quick. <laughs> fast. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, no, I want like minutes. I, so I saw a few people online, I, I can't take credit for this, say that they think because she burned her hand with the map that she sort of downloaded the info now, just like the robot did, the droid did in the first Some episode. people said that, or they shat it on her hand or something. Like, I, I think she let me all like Home Alone. Is burned. Yeah. Got the McAllister M on the palm I of the I mean, hand. it's one of those things that anything is possible, so you can't say yeah. yes or no. Like, but but didn't... Out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this. The tracker that Chopper put on their ship, was that... Uh, just their like 
transport to CTOS or that wasn't on anything that they could find Thrawn with, right? Remember he threw that, he got that tracker. It was on Shin's. Oh no, it was on the ship that brought the engine. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's just Mm. on a, like a transport ship that brought the engine there. So that ship probably has been going just back. They could find that. That doesn't mean they could find Thrawn through that. So it's going to be, I think that's too far. It's going to be the Purgle Express, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the old John Henry story. They use technology. We're going to use the force and mystical mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, d- you think they, they go to the other galaxy? I'm just yeah. assuming yeah. they they already left and they're like, all right. And then they come back when they come oh, back. Be. Thrawn's already here. Ezra's here. Sabine's back. They went on the journey. We never I saw like the we other need galaxy. Some more, we just some more Purgle adventures, though, you know, mm. I mean, we might see the other galaxy. We might see them when they're there. But then I would imagine just they come back. You don't have the to only reason. Uh, yeah, sorry. To, we'll get to Brendan's super chat in a second. But I didn't want to lose this thought. That happens to me often. I didn't want to. I don't want to lose the idea of taking the Purgles because I think they're more important to the grand Mando verse because, you know, remember we saw they're in Grogu. the end credits. We, yeah. And we saw Grogu seeing them flying through hyperspace and he was like, whoa. So there's a reason they've been peppered. I think they're the going to use them. I think they're going to yeah. use them because they I even have they, yeah. Hu, uh, Hu Yang talks about how they used to use them to get to other galaxies. Like he yeah. sets that up in the last episode. So mm-hmm. he said I think you're right. People used to use them to go to other <gasps> galaxies. Yeah, they would follow sure. where the Perkles go to mm. like hyper lane type things. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Sorry, long-winded answer there. Uh, Brennan's up. What up, Brennan? Thanks for Super Chat. He said, can't stay but had to show love. Ahsoka is approaching S-tier Star Wars for me with a new hope and Empire Strikes Back, but TRB has already achieved S-tier podcast status. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thank thanks. you. Have a good show. No, appreciate it, Brennan. You're the best. Thanks, Brennan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, everybody. for those. So yeah. we have yeah. Shin lightsaber battle and the end, which I'm sure everybody wants yeah. to discuss. My yeah. only, I, I do have one quick cr- critique, and uh, Lacey, you had said it looked great. There were some shots around the fulcrum that I thought looked like when you go to J.C. Penney's and they're like, "We're going to put a wooded background behind you for your photo." There were so, oh, some stop. Shots. Yeah, yeah. There oh, were some stop. shots. I'm like, that looks that looks a little stationary for me. But no, they did a good job with with camera movement to make it work better, and I think. Also, the I, leaves falling from the trees helped too to create some depth. In most, I shots, think there's only one movie. shot, John, because it was the one that I felt like I noticed. This was the first time I'd noticed the the volume, and I think it's when she's standing at like when they said Sabine's outside. Yeah, and she goes out there. You mean Ahsoka's outside? Or Ahsoka's outside? Yeah, and Sabine walks out there. Yeah, I think she's like standing there, looking away from the ship. And there's like one shot where you can yeah. almost sort and of see the line. That's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's yeah. okay. Like it's okay to like critique. But something. I think it's just the one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the Sabine and Shin duel. Um. I dug it. Did you guys think the focus? Um. Like Lacey's favorite shot. The focus on her helmet was like showing her sort of abandoning that way. Or do you think it was just saying like reminder she doesn't have her helmet right now. Like, do you think there's more metaphor to that? I think it was showing that she was being sloppy. She threw her helmet off. She's being sloppy. Like she's letting her emotions get to her, which Ahsoka warned her in previous episodes. Like, hey, you got you. I know you get frustrated. You can't did go she, to frustration. Did she take her own helmet off or did it get knocked off? I don't no, remember. Honestly. I don't remember. I think I don't she remember. probably took it off. 
Mm. I know. I don't think Shin's one, knocking off her helmet. I know mm-hmm. one thing that was really cool was actually seeing her with the helmet on and running around and being like Mandalorian esque. Yeah, with yes. the wrist stuff. Yeah, like yeah. the way they were they were fighting when she had that the helmet cool. on. And I was like, man, this is um this is a really good way for people who have been watching The Mandalorian to get into the show and be like, I don't know who any of these characters are, but that one's really cool because they can connect with how she has this Mandalorian thing. And I I think I said that on an earlier episode. It's like I had sort of forgotten, like I know, but I had sort of forgotten that she had this strong connection to Mandalorian. So when we're bringing in this character or Mandalore, um, she has this connection to the TV show. She was thrown against a tree and it got knocked off the helmet. So I apologize. I misremembered that. Mm -hmm. But she uses the force a little bit, which is more than she's ever done as far as we know. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was cool to fake out where like we thought from the trailer, oh, Sabine's going to use the force and then she winds up using a Mando. Uh... I thought she was going to pull the lightsaber. Oh, did you? I didn't know yeah. what was going to happen. Because she it... lost the lightsaber and then she reached out and I thought it was going to whoop right to yeah. her or something and then she was going to keep fighting. But I love what they what did, they did there, better. <laughs> yeah. They had her use the Mando weapons instead. That was yeah. so cool. And then and then Shin, like, I guess this is like the Batman podcast. She'd pull like a Batman vanishing gas. She's like, yeah, she <laughs> did. <out."> she did. <laughs> and then she, we was, didn't. I thought that was a good fight, too. Oh, how Shin... cool would it have been if she used the uh, Obi-Wan and Qui- or uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon like fast the run. sprint? Yeah, that would have been sweet. See, yeah, I'm seeing one of the comments here on the screen saying they thought it was a, a an analogy. I thought I thought it could be too because they really put a focus on that her helmet was there. Um, so and we all knew her helmet was off because we see her face. So I was thinking, like, is she is that her choosing the path of the Jedi more than the Mandalorian? Um, sort of like Grogu turning away uh, the choice given to him by Luke, lightsaber or armor. So, I, you know, right. I, I don't know. It's that Sabine really is like, I'm not saying overshadowing the story, but she is definitely the most complex character right now. I mean, Ahsoka's going through it and we're going to get to it in, in a minute about the end of this. But like Sabine is like on an Anakin path right now. And I'm so curious at, is it going to be Ezra that that centers her when he they finally find him? Is Ahsoka finally going to open back up to her and connect with her? I don't know, but... I think a lot of it has to do with what ends up happening with Ahsoka, which I think twisted all of us up. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? Think of what? Sorry, what happened to Ahsoka? Yeah. I well, first of all, I thought that opening shot of her upside down was awesome because then it did the tilt up and she's sitting up and you realize like it's kind of like the metaphor of like she's not where she you think she is because she's upside down. And then she's like waking up somewhere else. Um, I think the obvious thing to start was when I watch, you know, these shows with the subtitles on just so I can see things, learn people's names, et cetera. And it said mysterious voice. Hey, Snips. I was like, oh, it's happening. Oh, we're doing this. Plus, it sounds like Hayden Christensen. But I'm saying mm-hmm. like, oh, we're really going to see this. But I know immediately my questions were. It's Anakin, but then Darth Vader's theme plays. Yeah. So it's like one of those things that I'm like, I know obviously there's a connection there where he is Vader, but Mm -hmm. you're like, 
is Wait, what? like what is going on like yeah because what we know of the world between worlds has always been a tricky situation with the whole like how ezra was dealing with it so it's like it's tricky yeah if you had told like so there's a, several things that happened in that scene and what's clever about it like you say Lacey, is if you remove just one of them you could say like oh i think it's definitely this so if you remove the vader music at the end be like that was anakin it's anakin because he, he said snips like yeah who who from a dark side realm knows that that's her nickname you know so that i think using snips is to say like no this is anakin we want you guys to know this is anakin and then they de-aged him which they did not do in kenobi which he looked great been, it may have just been a production i mean it's on the screen he looks great but they wanted us to know that this was, you know, pre Order sixty six Anakin. Um, so, which I I don't know that that means it's Force Ghost Anakin or what. And then he's wearing his Revenge of the Sith outfit, the Clone Wars outfit. Uh, he's got the long hair. Return of the Jedi. He was wearing robes, right? Uh, he was in like yeah. It was basically the outfit that they had Sebastian Shaw in, essentially. Yeah, like the old yeah, yeah. like Obi Wan the Jedi robe. Where does robes oh, yeah, go, Filoni? So the question is: <laughs> Is it somehow prequel era Anakin, and he discovers a world between worlds, and he like saved, pulled Ahsoka in before she hits the rocks or something? Like in other words, saving her the way Ezra pulled her out, or is this a manifestation like Palpatine was? um trying to manipulate ezra in rebels i don't know i, I just don't know i'm just putting out the, all the things that were going through my head do you guys mm -hmm. have people are you are, leaning one way or another yeah i just want to throw this out there people are pointing out that vader's lightsaber was on his hilt not it was vader's lightsaber yeah that screws it up again <laughs> it's vader's lightsaber on the hilt well to me my thought on it is that it's not the real like Anakin, like still alive, somehow knows about the world between worlds and went in or whatever. I, I think not. that opens up too many doors. Yeah. Of like her having the ability to be like, hey, don't do what you're about to do. People um, are arguing in the chat now that it's Anakin's lightsaber or Vader's lightsaber, which I love because it's the dorkiest argument. <laughs> Those are I the mean, best. but it could give a little bit of insight if we if you could figure yeah. it out. Um, Let me try to it pull was, it up. It was funny to me. I was I was flipping this through my head earlier and I was like, so what happens in the scenario where uh, Ahsoka's like, don't do what you're going to do because it messes everything up and it's not a good decision. And he's like, oh, weird. OK, so he turns around and he goes back to like Revenge of the Sith and he's like, man, I, I'm going to have to listen to her because. I wasn't going to kill Padme. No. I, but no, I, mean, I guess I'll kill Padme. <laughs> then this becomes back to the future or whatever. It's just no, like... I, that's what I'm saying is I um, I was kind of making a joke there. Like he's like, oh, do something different. All right, cool. I was going to let her live. Then James, <laughs> you, know? you flash to the end of the movie and Palpatine is waxing Anakin's car. Exactly. Yeah. So I, uh, I Now, Shivi. That's I definitely Vader's ghosts. hilt, by the way, guys. Not that is, that's not the legacy hilt. That is Vader's hilt. It's black. It is Hilt. It is Vader. So, okay. So that make that. And he's got so his my, robo arm. He has the glove of the robo arm. My, I saw that. Yeah. My real it, thought was that this was just his entity because once you're in like the cosmic force or whatever, he just knows, oh, there she is. Okay. I'll go to her and I can talk to her now that she's here. Um, I can't explain necessarily why she got there other than if she did in fact 
die, maybe there's a connection because of her and the, um, the world or the mortis and everything. I, I don't know why she's there necessarily. Um, but it is interesting. You're right with the, we, we all heard the music and it was so brilliantly done. Dun, oh, the dun, subtitle dun, is interesting. Dun, the subtitle. Because, what? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like the way uh, it was put together is like it plays the tune and then the very last note holds out and it's the root note of the, the first note of the Ahsoka. Uh, theme. Yeah, the yeah. end titles. Yeah. Yeah. So that it was like cool. Blurred yeah. together perfectly. Um, so I'm thinking now that there's a chance that this is, I don't, I don't know, like the spirit of Vader and it's manipulative or something. I don't know. I actually Sam that, in the chat has a theory that it's the Anakin that she saw the last saw in Clone Wars season seven. Yeah. Everything about that Anakin is essentially revenge of the Sith Anakin. He has his right. mechno arm. Mm -hmm. He has his long hair. He has the exact, the exact remembers. same outfit. That he was mm -hmm. wearing in Revenge of the Sith. Um, I'm I I don't know about the lightsaber thing. Uh, the, to me, it sounds like one of those things that we're over analyzing. Maybe it's just Anakin's lightsaber and it looks dark in there. I don't it's, know. It's definitely black. It's not like covered or anything. Like it has. I noticed it looked dark to me too. And both yeah. Vader's and Anakin's are like silver. Like Vader's isn't black either. I have no, no, no. It has a silver in the middle, but the handle is black. It's he's got it in a thing like. Although it's clipped to his belt, I guess you're right. I guess it's not really in it like a whole. Yeah, story. lightsabers just dangle from their belts. You can see. So the, full the lightsaber is black, then a little bit of silver, and then black. Yeah, that doesn't look sound like either of theirs, honestly. What I does mean, Palpatine's lightsaber look like? If we're gonna get real nerdy, Palpatine's was like all silver, the silvery one. Yeah. yeah, right. It really looks weird, right? I I I don't know what to make of this. I, I'm not going to speculate too far on it, but I I I will say what I hope it's not. And I like James said, I hope it's not Anakin. We're retconning, and Anakin found the world between worlds before he turned into Vader, and he's like saving Ahsoka or something. The like I'll start from where I went into why I would think Anakin would be in this show, and I thought that he would be appear in the series to help Ahsoka find her way back to being a Jedi um, because it's like unfinished business for him. It's like a closure. Like I failed her just as much as I failed my family because mm -hmm. she is like family to him. I don't know what that means for this. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to think of this. It sounds sinister because of the music, but if that music wasn't there at the end, we all would have been like, Oh my God, it's Anakin. And that's it. Yeah. But the music is what, to think that. Yeah. The music is what makes it all wacky. And and what we've seen before with World Between Worlds, too, which, you know, could be a lot of different things. It could be, you know, that's the thing is like I think we're basing all of our theories on what we know about the world between worlds and not necessarily about what the world between worlds could be. We've mm -hmm. seen one aspect of what it could do, pulling people in and out of different areas, but we're hearing voices and now maybe there's uh people who regularly walk around in the world between worlds dead or alive. You know, it's like, who knows, you know, I don't but know, it, but it's interesting, John, because it had, this is like when Darth Maul came back and now officially like there's, th there's no end to that. We at least had a little bit, cause I've stood on this for a very long time. Me and you both, I, I know is that the world between worlds was something that existed and then they shut the door and it's gone and it's never coming no. back. 
that's that's the only thing that makes me nervous about the world between worlds. I want to hear what you guys think about this. It's like Dave Filoni created it and he's the one using it again. So I trust Dave Filoni as a storyteller and also him trying to make sure he still doesn't skirt too far away from what George Lucas like built. I'd like to think that he's going to take like the, you know, the Jedi path and not abuse this or overuse this because this can really become a dangerous storytelling tool because it can be a crutch. They can, they can lie to us in a lot of ways and, and, and revert things. He, he has to like resist the temptation to take the, whatever this world between worlds thing is too far because then we're entering Marvel territory where it's like nothing matters. You can kill half of your cast and you could bring him back somehow of via other time portals and stuff. I, I don't know. To me, it's 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 dangerous because it can be a heavy like plot scapegoat. But mm, I, mm. I'd like to think he's going to use it minimally. But until we find out what this version of Anakin is, I don't think we understand how big they're going with it. I think this does set up some truth to how episode five could be the best of the season, though. Well, that's why Filoni's directing and writing it, right? That's we all knew that coming into this that he's doing both those things. You know, it's going to be a big episode. And like, the funny thing is, as right soon as the... it, yeah, as soon as it ended, I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, Dave's episodes next week." Well, he wrote every episode. I know, but he directed this one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know he wrote every episode. Uh, but this next one, they're also putting it into theaters, so they're paying for that ability to play it into theaters. They think oh, it's going to yeah. be a big episode for fans they're also putting it out an hour before it airs for everybody else at nine they're putting it out at eight so oh it's at eight next week well it's at eight for people in the movie theater it's at nine oh. for everybody else. Oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah so, so stay off social media <laughs> yeah definitely do but yeah no i knew the moment that we all kind of knew that when dave announced he was doing the episode five we were like okay well ezra and thrawn are probably showing up and this is probably a big episode so yeah. it's gonna be bananas i think hayden looked great by the way i I don't think anybody called that though as far as like we all thought ezra thrawn rex or like what you know where where was the big like episode five connection but i don't think anybody saw that uh, none of us at least said that that's the one where anakin shows up they have to pick up right there right they don't have to but they, they will. They have to. <laughs> they have to. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone's whatever everyone watches, they're just gonna be like blurred vision, blurred, well, like not hearing in one ear out the other, waiting for we want to see what was happening there with Anakin. So the assumption would be that if they didn't pick up, then Ahsoka would not be in that episode at all. Because hmm. they could show other stuff, but they would have yeah. to completely just divert. And oh, they'll show, show it. It's once. just a matter of when in the episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys uh, think we're seeing the... Oh, go ahead, Lacey. I was going to say, do we want to get to some Super Chats? Because there are some that have been sitting here for a little bit. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So Harry's back again. I refuse to say your full name. <laughs> Thank you so much. He said, she made a smoke bomb from Eric's body. Totally. Oh, oh Shin? That thing <laughs> yeah. disappeared. Thanks for the Super Chat. Next is Roger Roger. 5171. Thank you for the super chat. Said there were nine sections in the star map coordinates. Stargate uses nine chevrons for its space travel, eight points to put to plot any point in space, and ninth for the point of origin. Roger, Roger. First of all, thank you for the super chat. Well, not first of all, I already said that. So, second of all, thanks for the super chat. 
third, this might be the nerdiest super chat we've ever gotten. So congratulations, you've unlocked that achievement. Uh, I don't know what any of this means. And I feel really dumb right now, but I appreciate your insight. Well, Stargate's huh. a Kurt Russell movie, right? In the series. Stargate's a show. Yeah. It's oh. a it was a With movie Katie first. Zakoff, and then... right? No, she's Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I got to watch Stargate, I guess. Apparently. By but, the yeah. way, after last week's episode, someone put in the chat how um, the map the at the end credits had been like translated. And I went and like double checked it all. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> all of that is correct. Uh, you can you can see certain words and you can write down that symbol. I'd written it all down and put put the math together and stuff. And you can you can break down all the planets that they're showing. And, and that one where they end up at the very end, it's Peridia. So hmm. it's like it all leads to Peridia. And it, obviously that makes sense. But the, all the other planets are planets it's, in our galaxies. There's Lothal, Mandalore. But is Peridia a planet in the new galaxy? Or is Peridia the new galaxy? No, no, no. Peridia is the, is the dot. Well, I mean, I guess you don't know, but it seems like it's the dot where all the lines end up. So I would assume it's the planet. Mm. Mm. All right. I took pathway to pretty as like the, the place you're going is pretty of the planet. And it just happens to be in a different galaxy. Right. So next yeah. we have Luke, our buddy. Yo. Yo, what up? Hey, the super chat. He said, what's up TRB? What do you think of the Vader theme after seeing Anakin? Uh, we talked about that a little bit. So sorry, this is a little delayed. It was really cool. Really creepy. Left you thinking. Left you going, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember the Star Wars has never done this, at least with the movies? I know with the shows, they've done end credit scenes and stuff. But the very last thing you hear at the end of The Phantom Menace is Darth Vader's breathing at the end of the credits. Right. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is like Filoni's nod to that for George Lucas, but it's also going to, it's playing a, a role here. Because obviously, if you watch Star Wars from episode one, start there and you hear that breathing, you're like, that's foreshadowing. They're they're giving you a hint. Is this a hint at that? This isn't Anakin. This is something else. You know, uh, I took I, it I as like know. everything isn't what you think it is, which I yeah, feel like is Filoni's way of creating these stories is like, don't assume you know everything. It's not going to go right. the way you think it is. Too. Right, right. And I'm um, not I'm not saying it's going to be. You know, because Palpatine, it was shown that he put the voice of Vader in Kylo Ren's head. It was right. he was never he was never speaking to his grandfather that whole time. It was Palpatine the whole time. And right. here we hear the music. We didn't hear Vader breathing or anything. We hear the music, which is not in story because these characters aren't hearing the music. That's just for us to listen to. Us to know. Off the path, yeah, a flag. I love because none of us know. We don't know. And it's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think it would make people mad, though, if like next episode, it just like it is an Anakin and it's just like something else? Probably. That's what Go I'm drive. saying is I, I feel like the the best path here is just like that's Anakin in some way, shape or form, whether it's his human or it's like a force ghost or it's like a spirit or an entity <clears> or a memory or something. It's it is truthfully Anakin and it's not going to be like a here, come with me. I'll take you there. No, I'm a monster. If it's, all right. If it's not <laughs> yeah. Anakin, it has to be a manifestation in Ahsoka's mind because he says, I think the, the, the reason why they start with Hey Snips is to yeah. let us know like this is in this is between the two of them 
So if he's not actually saying it, it's in her head. Could be a Ben Solo moment. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna yeah. say like she's just she goes, like you're with, just a with, memory, with and he goes, Uncle your Lord. memory. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna start there. She's maybe. telling herself what she needs to hear. Maybe. Yeah, it's in yeah. it's in her mind, and it, it would make sense in a very Clone Warsy rebel sort of way where she's hearing like the dark side, and the you know we don't we're not sure what it is. I I, I maybe it's a manifestation in her mind. It know. might also be that they have the conversation and she walks out and they don't ever answer the question. And Filoni goes, it's what you think it is. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm. Well, Luke, thanks for the super chat. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for the super chats. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. So anything else before we hop on out of here? I can't wait for next week. This episode was bananas and... This show we... is like getting to a point that like my anxiety is getting high. <laughs> when Lazy. you know you know it gets good when I'm anxious about it. Uh, palms are sweaty, mom spaghetti. My palms are okay right now. Right. The the most hyped I got during the episode was because I didn't think Ahsoka like died. We don't know if she died, but didn't get hurt at first because usually they do like i'm off the cliff and then like they're grabbing mm-hmm. on or there's a ship there i thought there was gonna be a ship there or something oh another um, fly moment yeah uh but my two moments were definitely carson tevas when i freaked out the first i was like yeah gosh, I had. uh and then anakin showing up because i was like oh they did it they went for mm-hmm. it this early and they're putting them out on promo stuff now like they're going for it um, um, but I just know that like, I'm like, Oh God, as soon as the Vader theme hit is when my anxiety went through the roof. Part five, well, Thrawn, don't... yes or no, Lacey. Oh, wait, don't I've forget said, about, I've said this the whole time. Thrawn and Ezra showing up in five. Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't Ezra forget. too. All right. We yeah. have, uh, we have lines of dialogue of Anakin from in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he says, I, I, I believe you can do this. So you can do this. Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a positive thing. I mean, it may go dark, but definitely like he's going to be giving her a positive reinforcement. Oh yeah. And I have to bring this up too. sunflower. Thank you so much. And the chat brought this up and I thought this too. the transition where the camera goes to the left from the ocean that then goes into like the star matter of the world between worlds was a beautiful transition. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the overhead shot of Octo and Last Jedi. Yeah. It was I want to watch these shows with Dave so Dave can break it down. And he's like, well, the reason we're moving east to west is well, that's the, 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 you know, that like the all this of that stuff. stuff. Because artists will always say they did something on purpose, even if they didn't, if they like it. You know? Also, John, I, think, saying I, missed I believe Dave when he says he did it on purpose, though. Yeah. No, Lacey, if she doesn't, if she doesn't like, if she's not superly in, entertained or likes my references, she just completely ignores them. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Harry's back one more time. What up, Harry? He said, love the show. Keep up the great work. May the force be with you. Thank you for the super chat, Harry. Thank you, Harry. The Harry trilogy is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Harry. But yeah, no, I didn't mean to talk out of turn here. But yeah, no, I never miss any references or jokes by John. I've just gotten to the point that I ignore them. Sometimes she loses herself in the music, and that happens too. So, uh, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. James, did you have anything else? I feel like we've talked about everything. Yeah. No, I think that's right. everything. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening and watching. Being a part of TRB means a great deal to us. We mentioned our Patreon at the top, uh, the lifeblood of what we do here. Um, so if you can, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tier start at five bucks. Sign up. 
get some extra content, Discord server, a lot of cool stuff as you go up the tiers. But a special shout out to our generals and spice runners. Generals Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, or Christian, depending on what platform he's on. Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny Micromori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. And thank you all, whether you listen, watch, however you take in TRB, thank you all so much for going on this ride with us. These past few weeks have been a good, good time, and we're going to keep that rolling. With oh my God, we're halfway done. Halfway done with Ahsoka. No. Part five. Guys. Next week. Season one, question mark. I know. Yeah. Will I there be a part nine? End. Yeah. I don't want this to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, uh, obviously subscribe to us on every platform, Apple, Spotify, if ever rating system, rate us, all that stuff that takes a few seconds. We appreciate that. Uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on X and uh blue sky and threads and my movie podcast just like the movies uh we just did arnold schwarzenegger's commando which i heard was a heavy heavy inspiration for ahsoka so uh james how about you um both x and instagram at myra trunks and what was our what was our joke from last week we were talking about you have to watch uh superman 4 superman 4 the quest <laughs> to, for to get caught up you gotta on, get caught on, up. Uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. 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 Classic films. Lacey, how about you? <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh Monday show. Okay. Um, yeah, you can find me on social media at Lacey Learn and all the different platforms. I refuse to call Twitter by its new name because that's stupid. <laughs> I refuse. Um, and you can find me on TikTok at it's Lacey Learn. And then recently, as in like a couple hours ago, we just put up a Hasbro roundtable with the Hasbro Star Wars team where we talked about the Ghost HasLab, which ends tonight. Uh, we're airing this on Wednesday, 9-6. So uh, you have approximately one more, maybe two hours to uh, back it. It's fully backed, so all the characters were unlocked. But I got to sit down and chat with the the team there to talk about the process of making the Ghost HasLab, as well as what it was like to work with Doug Chang, which I would tell them, I was like, I'd be geeking out if I was on a video chat with Doug Chang. Um, but yeah, if you can take a second to like it and watch it and let me know how, how it is, I'd appreciate it. And share it. Yeah, share it for sure. Thank you, everybody. Um, and we will be back with you on Monday uh, with another episode of TRB. And then, of course, next Wednesday night for part five of Ahsoka. So a lot of us coming your way. But until then, enjoy the rest of your weeks. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you next time with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.